0: Hello and welcome to the Dustin Eric podcast show brought to you by Mimosa Networks. Hi, I'm Dustin and I'm Eric. Today we're on episode number seven, Marketing to Your Customers, where we'll talk about marketing to residential and business customers. Today we have a special guest with us, a returning guest, Doug. Oh, hi, Dustin. Hi, Doug. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Good to be back. So, Doug, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing since you've been gone
1: uh and i was down at vandenberg air force base i was i went down there to see elon musk he wasn't there but i did get to see the spacex launch it rock the,
0: the what the rocket it launched no no what what was the name of the place oh spacex say that one more time spacex okay good good all right so uh we'll catch up here with uh, me and eric
1: falcon three
0: <laughs> we'll c- catch up here with me and eric uh so erica what'd you do this weekend
1: Oh, I saw my uh, my sister came down from Washington State and uh, hooked up with the, my two brothers, and so uh, we had a picnic at the uh, at the park, and uh, that was great. And then uh, they they left. They went to see uh, uh, the new movie with uh, Van Wilder. Ooh, Van Wilder Two. <laughs> What's that movie called? You,
0: you mean like Van Wilder? I don't know how Marvel many Van Comics. Wilder. That uh, guy. Movies there are What's maybe. Van Wilder Five, oh, probably really
1: stretching here. What's what's the latest Van Wilder Ryan Reynolds movie?
0: Deadpool Two. Thank you very much. They
1: saw that. I didn't see it. I went home and uh, went back to my wife and my chihuahua. Your ch-werewolf? My chihuahua. Oh. Fourteen point three
0: pounds. That that's a that's very vicious a werewolf. So how about you? What'd you do? Uh, I went thrift shopping this weekend because, well, awesome. like we talked about last time, I like going through junk. I'm so all over that. Actually found nine authentic West German steins that I, I purchased.
1: Wait a second. I saw pictures of those. Turn those over. Look on the bottom. Look close and look for a little stamp.
0: Yeah, they have stamps. It, it says Germany, okay. West Germany, or East Germany. All of these were stamped and said West Germany on them. Why
1: don't you bring a couple of those in? I want to. I'm going to check those out.
0: Uh, no, you can't have with them with a magnifying glass. Sure, sure. I'll bring some in next week. How's that? Okay.
1: All right. Now we're going to move on. Now it's time for the interrogation room, where we answer submitted questions from the audience. All right. Number one, you mentioned FCC Form four seven seven last week. What is that?
0: What is that, Eric? Uh,
1: it's pretty much uh, for ISPs that uh, and revenue generators. And gener- I think there's four sections there. In a nutshell, it's uh, facility based providers of broadband connect- connections to the end user. Uh, Number two, wired or fixed wireless local exchange service, kind of like telephone companies, et cetera. Uh, Three, providers of VoIP service. And four, mobile voice service.
0: So basically, if you're an internet provider and you're making money, you have to submit a form.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and that's 477? Correct. Okay. All right. Number two, on the last episode, Simon mentioned SmokePing. Where should I run SmokePing? At
0: on my network, where should I run SmokePing at on my network? So uh, SmokePing is good to run at your knock, so you can ping to your devices out in the network. But it's also good to have like a, a small server, Orange Pi, Raspberry Pi, you know, whatever you have, you know, somewhere out in the middle of your network to ping back to the internet too to make sure you're, you're having uh, you know good connectivity both directions. Because pinging from your network from the from your knock out through your network you're only seeing one direction of traffic so you would need something on the other end to come back to you to make sure everything is flowing like it should be so you make sure you don't have any packet loss or anything like that
1: and i like the size of these things uh, you know we're raspberry pi one two three or whatnot and, and we've got the orange pi going just a tiny little thing we they're hanging up in our network closets etc they, they do all that work and they're tiny too instead of having a, like a laptop or something doing the work as the uh, server
0: yeah, it's a little little board with a, a processor and an Ethernet adapt or Ethernet port on it, pretty much. Yeah. What about
1: speed? So there's a there's a gig port te- typically right through via the dongle, right. And Then maybe. Uh, so orange pies have uh, gig ports
0: on the Ethernet and uh, on dongles if you if you buy the correct Ethernet dongle. Right. Um, if you're not doing That's speed important. testing, you don't have to have something with a gig port on it. You just need something that communicates.
1: Automatic. Yeah. Number three, how do I go about coordinating a B11 link?
0: Okay, so uh, you can go to design.mimosa.co and create a backhaul link. Make sure you select B11. When you hit done, you actually come up with a form that you need to fill out with information about your link and where both endpoints are. And once you hit save and coordinate, that goes to our coordinator, uh, IntelPath, and then they'll email you back and you guys go from there. We have a good video we actually just did not long ago on uh, YouTube. You can just Google uh, Mimosa B-11 coordination, and it'll come up with a a five- or six-minute video on how to do that. right. Number four, what is a DFS channel, and can I use it? Do you want to answer that? Uh, You go go for that. Okay. So DFS channels, uh, at least here in the United States, are uh, frequencies that the government uses for radar. So, Mimosa equipment is certified to use uh, DFS channels, but your radio has to scan the channel for a minute before you can actually start using it, and it's actively listening for any kind of radar, and so if it detects any kind of radar or anything that looks like radar, it's going to shut your link down uh, until it doesn't detect radar anymore. Then it'll scan the channel again for a minute. Uh, Your link will come back up. Or it'll move you into a Uni-1 or Uni-3 band, you know, 5 one or 5.8. And it will continue to function until it scans and shows that there isn't a radar signal in the frequency you've chosen anymore. Then it'll move back to that. So, uh, yes, you can use it, but you have to transmit at a lower power. Uh, uh, transmit power is uh, limited to 24 dB on uh, Mimosa point-to-point equipment and point-to-multipoint equipment. Um, and of course you have to do the channel scan. So sure. Use it if you want to, it's usually cleaner than uni one or uni three. That's for sure.
1: You'll see that when you look in your spectrum on your uh, UI. Yep. Uh, number five, when installing a business customer, should I use a dedicated point to point link or can I make it a part of a point to multi point system?
0: So it really depends on your customer. Uh, what kind of SLA you're selling to your customer, if you're even selling an SLA to your customer. So if they don't need a whole lot of bandwidth, if they're looking at you know 50, 100, 150 meg, 200 meg, you can put those guys on a point-to-multipoint system with no problem as long as you have the spectrum uh, to support that on the client side and on the access point side. If you don't or they need more than that, then I would definitely suggest going to a point-to-point solution that can go up to a gig in uh, speed. Uh, a lot of businesses might not need a gig, but they like seeing the big numbers, just like the residential customers do.
1: You have to see if they're, on the uh, access side, if maybe that they they own the building of the complex and the parking lot, and they own five buildings, and then you'll have to go from there to see what their their needs are. Right. For, well. For, Yeah, individual client to pick up off the AP or going individual point-to-point shots with uh, separation to each uh, building type. Or if
0: the customer already has a point-to-multi-point system up and these guys are in the footprint, you could either pick Mm. them up with that or a point-to-point shot depending on what they're needing at their location. All right, right. so we're going to move on here to today's main course, which is mm, marketing to your customers, which is very important especially if you're in a large city or a large urban area where there's tons of different competitors in the market that you're trying to compete with so before we start I have one thing that I want to say so let's go over a little story here real quick seven o'clock at night you're at home eating dinner with your family your phone rings and it's a marketing person trying to sell you something or at least market something to you you hate that don't you so don't do that to your customers don't call them at seven o'clock at night and try to peddle your internet service to them because they're not going to want to talk to you, so don't do it. So Eric, you've you've been uh, you've done some marketing in your time, haven't you? You want to tell uh, us? A... Oh, you
1: want my uh, cold call story? Yeah, let's uh, did, let's hear I did a cold call story. Inside, outside sales. So one time we were set up at a, a booth. Uh, and I think I was selling uh, security systems, and we had a we had a couple of stores. And uh, anyway, we went to a show, and then everyone put their name and their number in a, in a hat. And then uh, and, and with a the, with the sign, it said, hey, so, somebody's going to win a, a car stereo or whatever. And so somebody won the car stereo. We pulled it out. And the rest of the 119 people's names that were on the tickets inside the hat, uh, I had to cold call some of those folks. It was, it's not pretty.
0: It's, it's, uh, yeah, it wasn't fun. You know? So how many of those actually <laughs> resulted in a positive phone Probably call?
1: Probably Very small very small number like maybe three percent five percent maybe
0: probably like three three percent at that time that was, that was and a while ago. what did the other people do to you did they just hang up on you or no,
1: well i was polite and they're okay and i kind of smoothed my way into the conversation but uh now it, it didn't didn't
0: go anywhere after that well so, i i've even tried yeah. a, a cold call but it wasn't for marketing it was actually for support i'm like hey I see that your internet's not working correctly. Mm. Uh, just wanted to see how you were doing, and they're like, "Why are you calling me?" Right, right. I'm like, I'm just trying to be proactive with your service. We'll just say that was the only time I've ever done that. So,
1: it's like the scene from Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross. Anyway, they, yeah, Jack, Jack Lemmon calls uh, and, and knocks on this guy's door at 8 p.m. at night, and he's all, "What are you doing? What are you doing here? It's eight o'clock." And, and then I'm, I'm from so-and-so real estate uh, business. And she says, oh, you know what? My wife called you guys a couple months, and it's been nonstop. You know, you're bothering us nonstop. <laughs> anyway.
0: Yeah, we definitely don't <laughs> want to uh, promote that kind of behavior for sure. So anyway, moving on here to, uh, to marketing. So we're going to go over residential and business. We're going to talk about. You know, actually visiting the area, socializing, door hangers and yard signs, and the most important thing, which is word of mouth. So starting off here with visit your area. So the best thing to do is actually drive the, the potential area that you're looking at covering or the areas that you're looking at covering. So you can kind of learn the landscape, kind of see what you're dealing with, what kind of homes, or what kind of dis- businesses that you're dealing with. You can even Uh, do this during your your site surveying period where you're going out and looking at the area to see what you can and can't cover because of trees and hills and things like that. Uh, Another thing that you can do is actually scan for SSIDs when you're in an area to kind of help identify the competition if you're not sure. Uh, Like especially CenturyLink or AT&T or Comcast they all have kind of unique uh, SSIDs like AT&T versus like at and then three or four numbers or whatever like that. And that'll kind of help identify what kind of service these guys are getting at the same time of who they're using. So you know what you need to try and market to that neighborhood to try and pull some of those or all those customers over to you.
1: And you got you to make sure, you know, you're going to use your, you might use your design tool. You might set up portable radio system scan, look at look at the different available spectrum, etc. But if you start getting requests for service, you better be able to handle those volumes too. So you better, right. you got to be set up. Right? So make sure
0: you market smart and efficiently, because if you overmarket, you're going to have way too many people you're, calling you're, in at once, needing service, and you're not going to be able to get all those people hooked up in a timely fashion. You got
1: to be able to deliver and schedule and so on. Yep.
0: All right. So, uh, the next thing is actually socializing with potential customers. You want to learn about the area and current service providers, kind of like what we were just talking about with scanning SSIDs. So, what I've done is when I looked at a town that I wanted to cover, I'd actually go to a restaurant for lunch, sit there, actually talk to some of the the serving staff that, you know, came to my table or other people's tables, kind of get a feel for how they feel about their current internet service. Mm. And see if you have a place where you can fit into their their town. Uh, you, so I did this for weeks at a time. I'd go out and just kind of sit there and talk with them and kind of build our reputation without even having our internet service there yet. Kind of helping build the hype and you know give them a mm. a feeling that somebody is actually coming there to their town that actually cares about what they need for the internet service. You've got a face. Too. Yeah. So name. you're in person. It's basically, not... yeah, exactly. You you're marketing yourself at the same time you're marketing your company. You're you're putting your face and your reputation on the line for the the internet service or the services that you're trying to sell to your customers. So they actually see a real person and they feel more connected to you than they would with a, a large provider. You know who doesn't go out and do those kinds of things. They just use internet marketing or you know. They've been around long enough. Everybody knows who they are, uh, you know, AT&T, Verizon, Comcast, CenturyLink, you know, all those guys. So SpaceX. It's, <laughs> SpaceX. It's good to, to get your face out there so people know who they're dealing with. And then we come to uh, another decent thing to do is door hangers and yard signs. So door hangers aren't as bad as cold calling because you just leave it on their door and you go away. Uh, they can throw it away or they can do whatever they want with it. Um, there's actually a potential when you're putting door hangers out to actually meet some of the people that might be out in their yard or might come to the door when you're putting a door hanger up. Uh, definitely kind of scary for me at first, but it actually was a, a really positive experience because you're out there, again, you're putting your face out there. You're, you're marketing you and your company so people get to know a face behind the name, and so they feel more you know, confident in using your service once you're actually deployed there. And yard signs are good to be used after you put up service at that person's Mm -hmm. house. They feel comfortable with uh, your service. They like your service, and they're willing to put the yard sign up. Then their neighbors know that the service is good, and then they'll get the service, more (laughs) yard signs. So more and more people, it'll be like an avalanche effect. You start with one or two, and the ball just keeps rolling, keeps getting bigger and bigger and so you have, you know, the whole neighborhood or the whole town. It's a word, you know, word of mouth. is Right, a, basically. Yeah. So uh, you can also put yard signs at intersections to get better in- visibility. So when people are stopped at a stop sign, they're going to see your sign there next to the stop sign and go, hmm, who's this? Or, oh, I've heard of them. Maybe I should call those guys. And then uh, one more thing you can try is actually targeted mailers for people in an area you want to cover. So... It might not be great to do by zip code because you might send out to a lot of people that can't get your service. Uh, actually, done that, and it's no good when you get fifteen hundred people calling in for service and you only cover about two hundred of those people. Uh, it, instead, you you go out, you look at the neighborhoods, you write down addresses, and then you know that you can send mailers to those addresses that can actually get service.
1: So, if you're going, you're going in wirelessly, and you're going to get some folks that call in, and uh, and you have to. Uh, be you know go one on one and explain why let's say uh, Joe customer can't receive the service wirelessly, uh, and then there's there's ways to do that, and that's how when we get responses, uh, when we go out there in the field uh, into residential and commercial, we'll get responses, and we've got to be able to tell tell turn some of the f- folks down or in, in a in the correct way in a polite way. That makes sense to make sure they're on your level, and it makes sense to them why they maybe can't get service. Maybe this lady here, well, she told her aunt about it, but her aunt's three miles in a different different area, right. and she's way out of the out of range. Well, that's okay. You, we we talk to her aunt, and we we say, okay, this well, this is what's going on. This is what we're doing, and you're kind of over here outside of the, the the area. Maybe in the future, there might be a solution there for you.
0: So, do you want to talk about uh, a minute here about how we do our network? Well, that's kind of what we're doing.
1: We'll go out and um, we did some mailers and some flyers. One thing on mailer, door hangers, they're pretty much door hangers, but you can take those and you've got to watch. Uh, There's some things and and you have to check with your local area, but you might not be able to touch someone's uh, 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 federal mailbox. You know, you can't touch some of these mailboxes. Well, you definitely can't can't open the the mailboxes, but maybe you can hang something or clip something on the outside of it, but you got to really check... Local, uh, you know, your your regulations in your area.
0: You definitely can't open the mailbox, but you can certainly you use can, that newspaper could, box right next to it.
1: So we, we put some mailers in some, uh, maybe in an envelope with a uh, with our logoed sticker and then a plastic bag. So, you know, there's different, well, different they're, weathers. Well, they're
0: mailers, but they're not really mailers. They're yeah. just in envelopes. Right, they're not mailers. With our sticker stamps, on it that says you know. Mimosa. Then it's got the intro letter inside and uh, an FAQ at the end. Mm. For people who might have questions, and, and of course they call Eric or, or me and go. Uh, so I have these other questions, or you know whatever. So just as long as they have information on how to contact somebody and get some more answers. All right. So then we're going to move on to the most important marketing tool, which is word of mouth. So if you get a couple of customers installed, make sure that they're happy because they're going to tell their friends or their family, the people in their neighborhood, that your service is great. It, you know, it's it's something worth getting. But if you have a couple of customers that aren't happy with your service or you made a poor impression on them or your installers made a poor impression on them, then that's going to snowball as well. So that's going to go from one unhappy customer to 20 people you can't install because they don't want your service. So when you're using word of mouth, this is called org- organic growth. So you're, mm. you're growing organically. You're not doing really anything. You're letting the customers do that for you. So homegrown marketing, organic growth, whatever you want to call it, it's the same thing. But you definitely want to make sure that your customers are happy so that they tell everybody else about your service and so they want it as well.
1: looks like a picture of Spanky from Our Gang talking to President Taft (laughs) right there. Uh, I don't know you, if Spanky or any of our gang ever met President Taft, but uh, that's what it would look like right there.
0: Can you hear me now?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, Hello. trademark.
1: First President Taft, this is Spanky. How you
0: doing, son? <laughs> All right. So moving on here to uh, so business marketing, uh, you can take a lot of what we talked about in residential and apply that to businesses, but businesses have more money to work with. So, uh, you can sponsor events so businesses can see your, your name out there, uh, like at ball fields or anything like that. Uh, you can also sponsor local events or host local events, like a weenie roast for a community or, or whatever you want to do, some kind of party or something, just to get your name out there and get people seeing your name, you know, hearing about you. Get people gathered around that has your service so they're talking about it to help build your confidence in those businesses so they'll want to swap over to your service. Um, Also, don't be afraid to start as a backup circuit for a business. They have to be confident in your service before they start using service as their main service. So uh, an example, we have a a customer who's a business, and uh, their main circuit was Comcast. We installed uh, a C5C point-to-multipoint to those guys. Uh, next week their Comcast went down two or three times. They auto-failed over to the C5C and said, hey, this service is great. It's way better than what we have. So they ultimately moved to having our service as their, uh, their main circuit and their Comcast as their backup. And as far as I'm aware, they've never had any downtime with the, the Mimosa circuit whatsoever.
1: Run it in uh, tandem or in parallel. Right. There's no interruptions. It's still there. All the equipment's still there. We, we don't need to touch it. Uh, and it can be disconnected or, or whatever uh, at any at any time.
0: Right. So and it's harder to get businesses to swap because they have you know static blocks of IPs that are, are routed through their main service and and mail servers and they you know backup servers, all kinds of stuff. So you just have to build your comp, you know build the confidence in your product and in your service. And once they feel comfortable enough, they'll swap over to you sooner or later. And then. Another thing is we want to service their homes before their businesses. So build your reputation before going for their businesses. They can, they need to know that you're a good fit for them and for the community before they move their business over. So, again, it goes back to what we've already been talking about is building your name and your reputation. And it's good to do that in their home so then they can feel more comfortable with you at their place of business because that's where they make all their money. They want to make sure that their business isn't offline because even if they're down for five minutes, they're, they're losing money because your service is down. So you just want to make sure you prove to them that you're reliable before they swap over.
1: Look at all the stuff they're doing on, in their business. They're making appointments. They're at, they've got point of POS point of sale systems going. Uh, they've got communications. They've got emails coming in and out of that out of that uh, that shop right there. Uh, there's a lot that's really relying on on that.
0: Right. Everybody relies on the internet these days. It's it's more of a utility than it is anything else. So you have to have the internet to pretty much live at this point. You
1: know, we're you're, you're following, ISPs, or, or, and uh, and us, you know, we're, we're following up with our clients and our test clients. Uh, they're following up with their customers and their clients as well. So
0: Right. Yeah. So, and then we're back to word of mouth. Word of mouth is important for both residential, and business. So if you screw up with one customer, they'll tell the next 10 or 100, thanks to social media, that your service is horrible. When it comes to businesses, it's even worse because if you screw up with one business, you're not going to get any businesses wanting to work with Mm -hmm. you because if one business is losing money, they'll think that they're going to lose money as well. So you're pretty much screwed in that town that you're going to if you've messed up at one business already, especially if it's a big-name business or... You know, it's a small town.
1: Or You better figure out how to patch that up pretty quick.
0: Definitely. And then one of the the biggest things that you can use to market these days is social media. So this can be used effectively for both residential and business marketing because everyone today is on one or more social media platforms. So I know that Facebook has – you can push out advertisements to specific areas targeted advertisements that pop up and, and talk about your company. I see people mm-hmm. who do that all the time. If I go to a new town, then I start seeing advertisements for the internet providers in that town. So you know you're they're actively using social media because, well, let's face it, that pretty much everybody this day and time is on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or, you know, LinkedIn, just any of the those services people are actually on and using. So it's basically a real cheap way to market you to people in a specific area. And then tech tips. Tech
1: tips are what? Brought to you by some something?
0: Yeah, tech tips are brought to you by uh, uh,
1: this week Duck. Toyota, the 1994 Toyota Camry. We still couldn't leave well enough alone. And Pepperidge Farms. Is Pepperidge Farm, remembers. Mm, sausage. Also, Toyota is pretty good. Oh, sausage! I didn't think of sausage. I was thinking like uh, uh, preserves, like strawberry and uh, my favorite apricot.
0: And the only time I, I think of Pepperidge Farms is sausage. So really, so that's good. Oh, you're in
1: Arkansas. I, yeah, I am. You do jam. You guys do meat. You know,
0: two different parts of. The What's country. wrong with meat? <laughs> anyway, today uh, this week's tech tip is when installing a C5 or a C5C point the multi-point radio. You can use the Mimosa install app as long as you have a G2 in place. If you aren't using auto unlock, though, you will need some type of internet access to unlock your radio unless you already have the unlock code available. You cannot use the install app with any other Mimosa equipment currently. So just the C5 and C5C being used as point to multipoint, connecting to an A5 or an A5C. All right, so this week we talked about marketing to your customers. We went over different things you can do for residential and business customers. Uh, We also had Doug on the show this week. Hi. Thanks, Doug, for coming. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Doug. (laughs) And so feel free, if you have any questions, to email those to podcast.mosa.co, or you can comment on the YouTube video or however is easiest for you to comment on the the sound version of this, although I don't think anybody out there listens to it. They just watch us because they think we're we're hot or something. I have no idea. But anyway, feel free to email us questions or, or post questions. Are you guys
1: still on there? Hey, Doug, we just said goodbye to you like, what, was that two minutes ago? Now you're just Yeah, I'm jumping in right now. Doug, we'll see you probably in a couple of weeks, okay?
0: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Bye, Doug. And so next week, we're talking about installing a new customer And we actually have a a WISP on here to talk to us about what they do when installing a customer. Uh, Be good to see that guy on here. And then that's it, guys. So we'll see you on the next show. Thanks for tuning in. Please hit the subscribe or follow button to stay up to date with our latest podcast, which will be available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud.